You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson and joining me in the quad today is Azure Mahara. Hello. Trey Cochran. Hey everyone. And Lynn Molitor. Greetings. Now, I want to start off today's show by talking about breaks. Uh, You know, lunch breaks, smoke breaks. As we know, we're getting close to the end of the year, and we're trying to complete as many projects as we can. We're trying to use up our remaining PTO days. So here's the first topic for today. What are your thoughts about working through your breaks to get the job done or taking your break regardless of your workload and deadlines? I'm just sort of curious to hear what everyone has to say because when I have a deadline, I work through my lunch break. It doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I may step out for five minutes just to run across the street and grab something and then bring it back to my desk. But I bring this topic up because there's been numerous occasions I can actually say that I've tried to schedule something with someone and it may have been around the lunchtime or, you know, between 11 and, and, and 1. And it's like, well, that's when I take my lunch. And I'm like, uh-huh. uh, okay, but we have it, Yeah, you know? <laughs> and right, so it just yep. sort of made me think, I'm like, okay, I, I eat through my lunch all the time. So I just wanted to sort of get your guys' work opinion. Work through your lunch. Yeah. yeah. Eat, I'm sorry, work through my lunch. <laughs> you eat through your lunch. I, 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 lunch. Hope, I, hope, I hope you eat your lunch. <laughs> so um, what are your perspectives? I, I don't know. I think that um, it all depends. Like I, I'm the same way. Like if I have something that I need to get done, I will. I would rather actually work through my lunch break than take a lunch and then stay after, you know, for that extra amount of time. Um, that's just me. Um, but, it, you know, if it's going to, sometimes it's both. You're working through your lunch and you're staying after. Um, but there are also some days where it's just like, I no, I'm taking a lunch today. I mentally need a lunch today. <laughs> like I need to just step out. Even if it, like you said, even if it's for um, not the, the full amount of time, sometimes right. I think, you know, depending on the person and what they have in their workload, they might just need it. Sure. Yeah, I guess I'm, I, I've worked through, I've missed a lot of lunches. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm with you, Jacqueline. You know, when you've got a a deadline coming up, um, you just kind of do whatever it Mm -hmm. takes to get the job done. I mean, I've already had it where, you know, you schedule, you know, a lunch with friends, you know, maybe like two weeks out because your calendars don't, you know, click. And then it's like, oh, you're looking forward to it. And then the day comes and, you know, you and your friends are looking at each other going, I got a meeting, you know, later on. I'm not going to I'm not going to be ready. So, you know, then all of a sudden one person backs out, the next person backs out. You know, and then you're looking forward to the lunch and it never even happens. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it 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 all kind of works itself out. But I'm like with you too, Azure. It's like I don't want to uh, you know, if I can't stay late, you know, one night and I got to get something done, then I'm going to use that extra time during right. the lunch. The one thing, though, I always am sensitive to, so, you know, and I don't know if it applies or not. Um, My father, for medical reasons, he has to eat a lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, he has to eat a breakfast, lunch, and dinner at, so I'm always, you know, if people need to take their lunch break, you know, I don't fault them for that, but. Right, right. There might be, you know, they might have to take medications or something like that. Uh, Yeah. 
Or maybe they just get really crabby if they don't eat. <laughs> well, and like as so, you're, well, sorry. Like Trey. <laughs> I get crabby when he doesn't eat. I get crabby when I can't eat. No. A lot of guys. A lot of guys. Come on now. Is that true? <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, but like Asher said, she said there's some days where she just needs that lunch break. So if it's going to help you, you know, mentally get through the rest of the day, which may even make you more productive for those last four hours of the day than mm-hmm. if you were to sit at your desk, pound through a, the project, finish that, and then go right into something else. You might you might actually be you know a little less productive the rest of the day because you're you're there hungry you're you're wondering like you're stressed out so sometimes a lunch is or your break is just kind of needed for your your, your stability in the Peace workplace of mind, exactly yeah. and then it, I think it always depends on what profession you're in too because we sit in an office all day so that's a lot different than say a healthcare professional who I want them to take their breaks I don't want them working <laughs> through their no, breaks I don't want point. I don't want burnout with them I want them to be. 100% capable to do their job when they're doing it. Um, and we know with healthcare professionals too, a lot of times that those breaks are mandatory or even like truck drivers on the road. I don't want anyone driving <laughs> okay, sleeping. Okay, good so Fine, have to, fine, fine. We have to, you know, there's I should have prefaced we working in an office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's because there might be people listening that are in these other professions sure. that are saying, well, I can't work through my break. I have to work it. So we don't want to... Um, assume that if you're not working through a lunch break and someone's trying to schedule a call or a meeting with you that they're not maybe working as hard it just might be that's their thing you know no, like you're, and it. you're definitely right about the healthcare industry i mean they are usually mandatory 30 minute 15 minute breaks um but i, I guess i was just sort of thinking yeah. about it from my personal experience <laughs> just a wrench in there you know <laughs> no problem um, but yeah and, and it makes sense so um, but Azra, I wanted to pass it to you. What did you want to talk about today? Well, I um, happened to be driving around recently now that it's getting a little little chillier out in the November months. And um, and I don't know. I, I just feel like beards are in. They're kind of like a, a trendy thing right now. Um, but my, my topic, I guess, I wanted to talk about was whether or not um, men should have facial hair in an interview and just kind of your thoughts on that. I think it all depends. I've seen a lot more facial hair now as well as the weather is sort of changing. And actually, a few of the guys in our office have new uh, facial (laughs) hair. Um, And I think it really depends on how you keep it. If you trim it and you're grooming it, manscaping or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) For your face, (laughs) Jeez. Yes, you, you guys think uh, coming from a guy, I no one can see me right now that's listening, but you guys can see I have a little scruff going yep. right now, and I try to keep it clean. Uh, don't let it get too crazy. I know it's Movember, so a lot of guys are letting their mustaches go. I can't do that because you I You got to do it and then twist the exactly. corner. I don't want to look no. creepy. Handlebar? That's exactly oh, I think that that's kind of handy. Oh, so you know, I like it. Handlebar. Oh, I'm not even going to lie. I like <laughs> I'm, I'm it. I'm awesome with Jacqueline. I'm a fan of the handlebar mustache. I am so a fan of it. <laughs> oh, no. Not me. <laughs> the long ones. But, but Trey, I mean, your, your facial hair, it is groomed, and you can see that you clean it up and you keep it short. Well, and, thank you. and I think that in that regard, I think mm. that it's fine. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, and I have to say, if you asked me if Trey had facial hair, you know, if I wasn't like looking at you, I don't even think that that stands out to me. Yeah. Right. You know, I, yeah, I don't It's just have... when it's like long and just 
You don't want like the Johnny Depp look going or no, anything like that. No, I don't think. I mean, I think yeah. you do have to keep in mind though what the person's profession is. So, I think um, you know if you're Santa Claus, <laughs> it's perfect for an interview. I think a good bushy beard <laughs> is appropriate. <laughs> but I actually saw a commercial this morning for Doctor Oz, and he was talking with another doctor, and this guy had a bushy beard, uh, and I'm just like looking at him, and I'm like. A bushy beard on a doctor, um, I'll pass on that. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to lose credibility because people can't listen to what you're well, actually even talking about. They're just focused on your facial hair. So, I mean, it, like Jacqueline said, it goes to an extreme. If it's trimmed up, it's kept nice where you don't even notice it, like Lynn also said, then I think it's fine. But if it's the point where it's obnoxious and all people are doing is staring at it because they can't get <laughs> past like that. crumbs in it. Yeah, oh. then, then you don't want it to prove a distraction. But uh, So, I, obviously, there's a heavy medium there. I, um, okay, so if it's well-kept and it looks nice, do you think that if somebody was to walk into an interview, um, you know, well-shaved or well-trimmed, I guess, or clean-shaved, do you think that one would have a, a higher chance or look better, more professional? And I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about like an office setting job. Right. Or- I don't know. Like, I guess for me, I I just don't notice it as much. I only notice it if it's not kept. Right. Right. So yeah. as long as it's like trimmed and I can, you know, see the lines and it's, I, yeah, I don't think I notice it. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, in an interview, I think, you know, I'm all about the getting to know the person. And yeah, if they have a professional appearance, it's like, okay, I've moved on, yeah. you know. And I think if you take into um, like the whole picture too, so if somebody comes in and they have a well well-trimmed beard, but they're wearing a flannel and a pair of jeans in the interview. <laughs> probably, <laughs> then, you yeah, know, it's the whole it's, package. Then is what it's the whole package, yeah. But if you come in and you have a well-trimmed beard and you're dressed nicely, it's not going to be the, the right. thing like you had said, Lynn, that you're going to focus on. So I agree. Yeah. So we're okay with a well-kept beard so. in the interview. <laughs> is that the final verdict? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, awesome. I think so. But yeah. If you do take a lunch break, please do brush out your beard afterwards. <laughs> Get the crumbs out. Exactly. <laughs> Trey, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I wanted to talk about an article I was reading the other day, um, which was really interesting. It was talking about Generation Y, which is the ages of 18 to 29 years old in the United States right now. That Darn, em- I just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> that em- unemployment rate right now for that generation is at 12% compared to the national average of below 8%. So I'm curious what everyone's opinions might be on why they think that that gap is so large between the generations. There are some examples in the article that might um, suggest that the lack of preparation in the college years for that that generation isn't um, as stress for experience to get them prepared for the workforce or they're turning down work because it isn't their dream job or even uh, a sense of entitlement. Or maybe it's something as simple as it's just the job market out there right now and people with more experience are able to take those positions that normally an entry level or younger um, person would accept. So I don't know if you guys have seen anything uh, among this age group that you might think is hindering their ability to gain employment. And if so, what are some of those things and maybe how can they fix that? I think um, I I agree with uh, the whole 
what you had touched on with the recession and how it hit, and then um, people are now getting out of college and maybe not grabbing the jobs as quickly as in the past because people with more experience are taking up those jobs. Or um, uh, we, we recently had this conversation, a similar conversation, um, and that people are actually staying at their jobs longer because, you know, with the economy the way it is, they don't want to risk going somewhere and losing that employment or not getting the same thing that they have. So they're they're staying. So I think maybe that has something to do with it. What do you think, Lynn? I think another aspect to it um, may be, um, you know, when you're considering what your career is, I don't know what kind of career planning is going on. Um, I know um, that computer programming is a wanted skill. I think engineers there's a need for, and you know, there's a lot of people graduating, but they're not gravitating to those careers. The hard so, sciences, right? Right, and right. you know, I, you know, I know it's, um, you know, I have the programming background, and it is a different kind of degree, and you know, the types of work you need to do to prepare for it. But I really don't have any idea why, you know, we've got open jobs out there, but we don't have the right skill set. So sometimes it is a skills mismatch. Um, But, you know, I'm not out there, so I don't really know the lay of the land. These are just opinions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was, um, you know, just thinking about it, I first would be curious to know how did they gather that information? Like what were the variables to compare the information to each other? Because if we're saying Gen Y, 12%, general population, 8%, Mm -hmm. I think it was what is what you said. You know, what were they comparing when they were doing that? Because we also have to consider that um, more people are going to college. Right. So it's like more educated people in the workforce who have bachelor's degrees. And to your point, Trey, and actually to your point, Azure, um, because of the recession, people are staying in their jobs longer. So there's not, there's no more. Yeah, there's not yeah. like they're not making room for these more educated but no right. experienced people to come in and, and, and fill these mm-hmm. areas. I don't know. So I think it's um has to do I, I don't know, I mean you can speculate. Right. But yeah. I think it has a lot to do with having a degree but not being able to um Utilize it in because the, there's so many of them. So right. it, it's so like a bigger pop. I, I guess what I'm trying to yeah. say, it's a bigger population. More people are going to school. More people are getting bachelor's degrees. Um, so you're comparing like, the, I think the populations aren't equal. I would I would be curious mm-hmm. to know if you definitely no. Did I, the ratios I think, what it would be. Yeah, uh, I think that's a really good point, and it's kind of raises the question now for that generation. They're probably wondering, well my parents or someone has been in their job for 20 some years and they don't have a degree, but I couldn't even get a job like that with my degree right now. And do you think there's a uh, a sense of kind of discouragement going on in that generation? I just graduated. I spent these last four or five years obtaining this degree. And now I can't even get an entry level position. You know, people that have just been there for so long without that education have those jobs over me. Or there's people that are more educated that maybe they were they lost their jobs due to the the recession and now they're right. applying for the same exact positions I am and I can't compete with that because yeah they have a bachelor's degree I have a bachelor's degree but they were in the workforce for ten years mm-hmm. and now they're applying for the same right. positions as me so do you think maybe there's like some discouragement there they're they're maybe not that after that initial job hunt and search fresh out of college there might be a sense of 
you know, they're giving up a little bit or is that drive there still? Uh, do you think those are all a little bit of a factor too? Probably. Yeah. And and I think you had mentioned um, when we were sort of talking about topics and whatnot that maybe it's not their dream job. So maybe they're not going after that. And I think that actually has a lot to do with yeah. it. Okay. Because, uh, Lynn, you and I look at resumes all the time. Right. We interview <laughs> people. And you'd be surprised what some of these people put on their resumes. Like, this is a great opportunity to get my career started. What I really want to do is X, Y, Z. And I'm looking at Trey's <laughs> face. He's looking at me like shocked. And it's true. And it's like, why would I want to consider someone? And I'm being dead honest. Why it's so expensive to hire someone and to train someone and to invest in them. Why would I want to hire someone who looks at me like I'm a stepping stone for them? Right. I don't. So for all those listeners out here who are listening to this show and saying, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to start here and go there. And as an employer, I, I really don't want to hear that. Keep it to yourself. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> talked, exactly. No, I just talked to a, a business owner yesterday, actually, um, and did a show with him. And he said the exact same thing. He said, when I bring you in for an interview, I don't want to hear five years from now that you want to be the CEO of whatever corporation or in five years you want my job. I want to hear that you or want to come in and do this job to the best of your ability and then take on more roles and, you know, you can advance your career. But within my company, he's like, I don't want to bring you on and train you and so you can put leave. all this investment right. in you just so you can go do something for someone else. And employers, once they figure out how expensive it is, like you said, to bring in and hire people, the process you go through and just all the costs that go into that, you don't want to hear that their their sites are on something already down right. the you're, road you're, you're not, in the meantime right. yeah right <laughs> it's like until you find someone better you're yeah. kind of okay i'll work with you <laughs> and, oh go ahead um trey you had said um you know that people might feel discouraged i did graduate in the middle of the recession <laughs> um and when i graduated i had an internship but it was a non-paid internship and then i moved um to milwaukee and i i mean while i was looking for you know a, a a job that I could start my career in, I was working three service industry jobs at the same time. And so for people that are feeling discouraged, just, I guess, just hard work, just keep at it. I don't know. I, I feel like I have a really good job and um, have learned a lot in the years that I have been here and everything like that. So I'm thankful for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a success story for them. Go yeah, get it. Good. Go Inspiration. get it. Inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going after it. I was just going to add, Jacqueline, you had made the comment about the the cost, the investment that we make into new employees. And I just wanted to add that that's not all dollar costs either. No. I mean, it's the cost of us, your your new coworkers, you know, the time that we put in mentoring. And I think right. at least here, um, you know, we, we love to mentor new people, you know, bring, bring our new coworkers up to speed. But, you know, that takes away time from our jobs, too. Right. Um, you know, so then we're skipping lunch and we're working late. <laughs> 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 all for the greatest it, it, At the end of the day, it all impacts the bottom line, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, Lynn, what did you want to chat about? So I saw this uh, local news. Well, it was on the local news, but I think it was one of those packages that went out to all the news organizations about how some companies are promoting a culture of fun at work now in order to increase employee productivity, which 
positively impacts the bottom line that Jacqueline just (laughs) mentioned. And um, so they showed this work setting uh, down in Texas, and the employees actually decided what meant fun to them. And so they were all sitting in their cubicles, and they had lower-walled cubicles, so you could see them as you walk into the place. And they were wearing uh, sombreros and sunglasses, (laughs) straw hats, sombreros. And that's what they decided was fun. And then... It, you know, the story ended and they went back to the news crew and they just kind of were all like looking at each other going, okay. <laughs> but it got me thinking, you know, what is fun for one person or one group of people may be different than another. And then it's like, well, do we have fun at work? I think, um, you know, for me, and this is going to sound really lame, but um, when I hit a goal or I get a big project done, it's like I'm in the best mood at work. Like, I'm like, yeah, just got that done. <laughs> like, I had a really good day today. Right. Um, so, I, you know, there's that. But at this company, um, we we reward a lot. And that, and I really like that that program because it makes you, I don't know, and it, at the risk of sounding also kind of, like a child that needs to be rewarded for what they got done. <laughs> Go ahead, Azure. What know, is it? <laughs> you know you're doing your job, but um, I, I think that that is fun to have like a team that's working towards a goal to know that there is a competition of of a prize or you know a mutual prize that everyone's going to share. Um, it just makes the the little milestones that you hit to get to that greater goal or to finalize that project. It makes it. It makes it fun. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. I think it's the camaraderie you're talking about. Yes. We just had um, a competition where the whole company participated, mm-hmm. and we met our goal. We exceeded our goal. And um, and I, I, you know, I thought it was awesome. And, and I wasn't actually in the office when we hit our goal, but I was obviously online. And, and I'm, you know, screaming and cheering <laughs> and sending out an email. And um, But to kind of get back to your question, Lynn, for me, what makes a fun working environment, and I know it kind of sounds lame, but it's music. Like we oh, yeah. we listen to music all throughout the day. We have the XM going, and um, like it's maybe not always the best music. Oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, oh. I sneak up there and change the channel. <laughs> but the fact that we have that like um, that vibe going. Um, you know, we listen to all different genres and, um, you know, sometimes we're singing along and we have a gong on different floors and <laughs> sometimes people are hitting gongs depending on the goals that they meet. Right. Um, so I just like the environment that we've set. And I'm not going to lie, I like the dress code. The dress code makes <laughs> it a fun environment. We wear <laughs> jeans to work, people, listeners. Yeah. I don't even know if you call it. It's not business casual, that's for sure. No. Uh, Trey's wearing a... T-shirt. <laughs> what are you wearing, Trey? It's a Blue Mountain State T-shirt. So, and for our listeners out there, know what that shows. You know, this is very casual work environment. <laughs> but no, I agree with uh, what Jacqueline said about it's about the camaraderie. So, any change of pace in your day, so whether it's a company um, lunch or something like that, where everyone kind of get together and interact with each other. So. I like always doing anything that's a change of pace where I can maybe interact with some individuals in the company that I don't see on a regular basis in my department. Oh, yeah, that's That's what I like about it the most. That cross-sectional collaborating. Yeah, exactly, when you know you're going to see some other people from other departments during the day and you just kind of catch up, talk about things. I'm a people person. I love people. So anything that has to do with um, getting 
a group of people together in the company. Even uh, when we did a volunteer project uh, this summer, we went over and served some food at like the soup kitchen. Walking in the rain. And we, me and Jack <laughs> were walking in the rain because everyone left us. But that they was left us. One, and that was. You should have taken the opportunity to sing also. Oh, we, I oh, mean, we I had sang. a I had a blast that day, and it was so much fun because I got to spend time with Jacqueline, who before that I really hadn't. We'd, spoke. We'd, I, yeah. I had only been with the company uh, not too long, maybe a couple months, maybe not even. Hadn't really got to spend much time with Jacqueline, and then we were walking in the rain, going over to the church <laughs> to serve some lunch, and that was that was great. I, I got uh, done with work that day, and I was telling everybody about it, and it was one of those fun experiences. And so I think it's all people oriented. Any any change of pace in normal workday environment where you get to be around fellow coworkers and interact. That's that's my idea of fun. Those are the things I look forward to, especially at this company. Yeah, it, to me, it's it's the camaraderie. It's interesting because mm-hmm. um, Jacqueline and I, we have opportunities. We work off-site part of our week. And I really, I look forward to coming in yeah, into absolutely. the office because it's just a different vibe. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, and I tend to be one of those people I'll yell over the wall. <laughs> For or, sure. You know. But, <laughs> Guilty. You yeah. know, yep. I like to celebrate, you know, I get excited when Azure gets excited because, you know. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, just got right. this done land. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, Trey, I'm kind of surprised you didn't say uh, ping pong. And uh, <laughs> well, I just why don't you tell our listeners what you do every lunch? Ting, yes, ting, I like. Ting, ting, ting. Uh, see, obviously, not everyone's such a fan of it, so that's why I didn't bring it up. But yes, I do tend to play. We work through our lunch. I th- yeah, and that's why I was we're, like, yeah, we're working through our lunch, and he's making I sure am that working. he makes Sometimes time for Sometimes I break pong. up a sweat when I'm over there playing ping pong. No, like I need ping pong at least like three days a week to mentally foosball. keep me stable. Foosball, not so much more. That did get out of hand. That was very loud at times. The <laughs> balls are very hard. It hits the wood and things were very, very... They'd shake the whole table. For our listeners out there, we are on one of our floors by the lunchroom. We have a ping pong table and a foosball table. So during the lunch hour... Actually, not even. Sometimes we have tournaments during the day. Let's not lie. Right. We yeah. do. <laughs> and uh, Trey, he's a he's a big fan of that. But yeah. I think to add to that, uh, Jacqueline, Azure, and myself, we sit in the area near yes. the ping pong table, whereas <laughs> yeah. Trey is a little ways away from. Yes, it. I understand. You guys are right there sometimes, <laughs> and so when. I accidentally scream because of an amazing, <laughs> amazing hit by me. I mean, you guys should see some of these hits. I'm <laughs> almost going through the window saving these shots. So I'm just saying maybe if one day you guys wanted to take a little break from lunch, come over and watch a little bit. we get a gallery going, and you can really respect what I'm doing over there. And I do break up a sweat sometimes. It is intense. So get a little workout in during my lunch. But that's why earlier with the topic that Jacqueline was saying, we know I'm trying to schedule meetings with people and they're at lunch. <laughs> Well, if you said to request me and you hear me playing ping pong over there, please don't hate me. <laughs> Just, you know, scream at me or something. We'll, we'll get it done. But, uh, yeah, I like to, I like to take a, take some time to play some games, you know, get those competitive juices flying to it at work. I, I agree. Um, going back to kind of what Lynn had said earlier, um, I think that when – because for the listeners, um, I sit by Lynn and Jacqueline, so – when they are out and you guys come back in, it is, it's a different vibe in the office and in the that. area. So it's for us too. So I actually look forward to those days too. And I know that we tell you that like, Aww. oh, it's good to have you guys back. <laughs> Thank you. But it really is, you know, um, not that I don't enjoy my other coworkers that I sit by, <laughs> but, you know, it's just a change of, change of the day, change of pace. And 
Um, also, Jacqueline, I completely, completely, 100% agree with you that music can completely change. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I forgot to comment on that, too. Yeah. I didn't think I would like the music when I started working here. And, yeah, it can really affect my moods at work, mm-hmm. depending on the type of music. Yeah, if you put on some music I don't like, I might get cranky a little bit. (laughs) Going back to pet peeves in the previous show, bad music that you can't change. (laughs) Well, on that note, that does it for today. Each of us radio hosts know the importance of keeping on schedule, so our time is up. If you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, send a message to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Azure Mahara... Trey Cochran and Lynn Molitor, I'm Jacqueline Peterson. Thanks for listening.